And there you go. That's, that's a good one. Well delivered. Well delivered. Uh, uh, welcome back to the last episode of the year, 201. Uh, you said you had something about your last hour, but then also other content. Oh, oh, and well. like, so, give it to so me. So this is the story of the, the, the life of, uh, of a handyman. Is that so you? I, I have... That would you, be, you're the handyman? I have been... Uh, I have been uh, ill for a few days. I was down with it with a bad cold. Oh, no. And three days later, I thought, well, I feel good enough that I can go to work. And I go to work over at the guy's house. And I got to pick up my granddaughter at school at uh, 2.15. And I can't be late. And uh, it all works out well. I get there at quarter to 11. I work all the work I had planned. I get it done. I get down to the last 15 minutes. I'm hanging pictures, which means I'm leveling them two different ways and, you know, making choices. Are you, are you, are you drilling and, and putting in anchors and shit? I'm drilling and I'm putting in a, 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 a longer nail with a head on it because the picture hook is just very jagged little teeth. But not, not anchors with... A, with uh... No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, none of that. It's just a very simple inserted nail. But I had to fix all the frames so that they would hang in there. But this is immaterial. This is to the detail. So I'm looking at my clock and I'm saying, well, it's only going to take me less than 10 minutes to get to the school. I can't be late, so i got to be on time. And uh, I get down to the last picture. I have three minutes. And I think I'm going to get this done. Bing, bong, Tick-tock. boom, measure it. It goes up right the first time. Have time to clean up my tools. Famous last words. Go outside, walk to my truck, get in the truck, get behind the driver's seat, and say, oh, shit, I brought the wrong car to work. I need the car with the child seat. Rut row. Not my truck. Not my truck full of tools and blah, blah, blah. Well, I can't be late. I'll figure this out. I know where I'm going. I'll get there. I'll just call my wife, and maybe I can strap child in but I don't know and who you know just get there on time I get there on time I park the truck I go stand at the appointed place the children are streaming out sure. I don't see do. my granddaughter oh, no. it's kind of chaos another door they're streaming out a third door they're streaming out but they're not streaming out I don't see it with her door I walk through the crowd once I walk through the crowd of children twice and I say out loud as if someone were here, and someone did, and I thought they thought I was a crazy man because I Where said, "Where my loud, granddaughter?" This, this is chaos. And I started walking back, and I thought, "Well, I ask. Obviously, I know her name. I don't know what grade she's in. She's in first grade. She's six. She's in first grade. Well, no, she's not actually." And as I'm doing this, and I'm looking around, a woman comes up to me and is holding the hand of my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, hello. And she says, hello. And we go and I say, Grandpa didn't make a very good plan. We have a few problems. I said, number one, look at what I drove. And she said, your truck. And I said, it doesn't have a car seat. And she said, uh-oh, what are you going to do? Oh, Grandpa. And I, and I said, we're going to walk to your house, which is only three blocks away. And we're going to get a wagon. or or I, And... I, I was going to call my wife. A wagon. When I, uh, yeah, I was going to call my wife. I had forgot my phone at my job site. Of course. You so now I got the wrong card. I don't have a boy. phone. I go to her house, and I think, well, I'll just hang at her house with her till her mom comes home. Can't do that. The cleaners are there. Two women cleaning the whole house. And we'd just be in the way. I say, all right, well, we'll just take a wagon. So we walk well over a mile. What do you mean wagon? What do you, what do you mean? Uh, a four-wheeled wagon uh, that I put my granddaughter in and pulled her. You know, one of those carts. Okay, okay. That you put children in. You know, fit two kids if you needed. Yeah, and yeah, okay. They fold up, and they got big wheels, and they're very uh, uh, mobile. Okay. Um, and fit for it's this not purpose. A, it's not a, a red flyer wagon. Oh, no. It's a, <laughs> no, this is canvas is it a station and wagon? plastic. And, okay. No, no. So, but the hill... Is like this. So, Are we dealing with snow on the ground? No, no, just cold. Okay. So 
not only did I forget my gloves, it's 32 degrees, it's chilly, and with a breeze. I have on a vest, that means I'm in my shirt sleeves, plus the vest. I left my coat in my truck. Good grief. Now that I'm partway home. You're a clever boy. And, oh, my wallet's there, too. I better not leave the truck there too long. <laughs> Pull her up the hill. I get there, and my wife's like, where you been? Steve has your phone. <laughs> and I, I said, it's a long story, but I'm tired. <laughs> and I told her the story. But, it's a, but George, at one point, I, I couldn't go up the hill. I had a bum leg. I had a, a, a brace on it for two days because I did roofing work. So I didn't have my brace on. Jesus I didn't Christ have on my walking sneakers. I had on my work shoes. And so I start to get a hitch like 25 different in my right here. knee. And, and I stopped the wagon, and I look at my granddaughter, who's six, and I said, is there any way you could get out for a while and push? And she said, oh, let me think nah. about it. Then she jumped out, and she pushed the wagon with me up the worst part of the hill. Wow. This was truly a, a big girl move on her part. That's my story. That's impressive. Uh, what a series of fuck-ups on your part. And also everything came out okay. Which is just like... As it turns out. And my daughter, ever the uh, silver lining in the cloud, says, Well, because you have a cold, one of the best things you can do is have a uh, aerobic walk in the cold. That's what my doctor told me. <laughs> I said, Well... Check, check. <laughs> and and actually, this cold was... So, I was flat out on my back. I could not even function. Sneezing and dripping and just coughing and miserable. Nice. And I was hungry enough to eat, but I read, I read a whole book. The book is called, by the way, The Book of Longings. And it reimagines Jesus at the age of 20 when he met the woman that he would marry. And it's their life together for the next 13 years. Whoa. The, the man side, written by um, Monk Kid, Sue Monk Kid, who's quite famous for um, The Secret Life of Bees. Okay. Which was, a, which was a, a bestseller and turned into a movie starring Queen Latifah as the eldest, as, as uh, the sister. Yep. Who, oh, you know the movie. You know the book. No. I, I know oh, that she's well, referred to as Queen, Queen Bee sometimes. Yeah, there you go. And um, and so it's a story of her with uh, Dakota Fanning as a young child. Young child. Six, seven years old, maybe. Maybe even eight. Who comes to live with these sisters. Did she have to push a wagon up a hill? Bees. Um, that's the connection. That's the okay. connection. They uh, yes, and the the wagon was full of beehives. And, now uh, I get her, it. And at that time, her favorite artist was Sting, for uh, reasons I'm, I'm not sure. I I need to explain. Amazing. Well, uh, yes, uh, Roxanne. Yes, uh, great. Roxanne. Very cool. Uh, interesting afternoon you've had. I I also, um, boy, do I have afternoons where everything is just like a mistake, on a mistake, on a on a mistake. Uh, the my most recent. Let's go back uh, temporarily. My most recent mistake was. Uh, on uh, yesterday I had to take my daughter to have an allergy uh, checkup but it, but I had to take her to a hospital that is like a 40 minute drive away uh, so my wife so we only have one car and so my wife was able to uh, hitch a ride with a coworker of hers that drives my wife normally drives like an half an hour to work 
and she has this coworker that drives like an hour to work and passes right by us. Uh, oh. And why she doesn't go with him every day, I don't know. But uh, uh, so she was able to leave the car with me so that I could go and take my daughter to the hospital. And uh, just the the morning commute traffic just made me want to oh. want to puke. Like I'm and so. Did you make bad decisions about which way to go? No, 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 no. We, we went the the direct way, but it was just there's so many freaking people trying to get into the city uh, at that time, and it just which city. Uh, Santander is the name of the city. Uh, but it just made me appreciate my zero commute like lifestyle. Uh, but yeah. anyway, we uh, we got we got there. It was there was a lot of bumper to bumper traffic, and so we were slightly late. But we ended up getting to the waiting room like. 13 minutes after the appointment was supposed to be, which which is plenty early uh, with doctors and waiting rooms and stuff. You mean uh, even though you were late, you were early? That kind of thing? Yeah, like if we had been right on time at 9 a.m., uh, we would have another, been waiting yeah. for the next 25 minutes. Instead, we got there at anyway, 9, right. 12, and we waited for uh, 13 minutes. Right. Uh, but it was... Um, <sighs> And my daughter, who's 14, uh, is uh, super engrossed in the TV show Grey's Anatomy, uh, which I don't know if you've seen any of that. Your uh, image is frozen, bro. Yeah. There it is. Uh, My daughter loves the TV show Grey's Anatomy, which is... Which was George Clooney's uh, beginning. Wrong. Uh, No? That was ER. Grey's Anatomy was like 10 years later. Uh, it's a Shonda Rhimes uh, creation, and is I got it. I think it's done now, but it went for like eighteen years, like stupid wow. uh, uh, longevity. Uh, but uh, so I I was an ER. I I had a phase when I first moved to England in the year two thousand. In the year 2002, I watched a bunch of Grey's Anatomy, uh, a bunch of, damn it, a bunch of ER, uh, like it was on every day. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's that, that, that show how, was how many, how many days a week? I think it was just once a week, but, but by the time I was okay. watching it, it was like syndicated uh, once a day. Uh, and wow. I got, wow. I got deep. You could really bid. I got then. deep into those characters. Uh, and yeah. it was... Uh, who besides George Clooney was as memorable then? Uh, actors that I could name, I don't. Uh, Pyle, there's a Nathan Pyle or something. Uh, I don't. I can't name any of the actors, but you would recognize them in other places. Uh, Mar uh There's an actress that also did other things uh but it was uh i remember that that was such a dramatic tv show and uh i had a i had a friend that told me look i used to be addicted to er and then my husband told me uh why do you watch this show that leaves you crying at the end of every episode and and then I and and then I the uh, my friend uh, said, huh, maybe I don't need to do that to myself. Uh, it, but I totally relate to to that. Like ER was super fucking gripping, and from yeah. what I can tell from and, and who would who would though? But who would reject a cathartic experience which was so pleasurable enough mm. that you were addicted to it. I mean, that, true, that doesn't true. sound I, like a... I, I also don't... I'm not, I'm not entirely against uh, ritual dram, drama-induced tears, uh, but uh, also 
you can you can get too deep into a world where I don't know. It's every episode there was someone that was dying that you that they were able to make you really care about, and therefore yeah, you yeah, were crying. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And as 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 intended. Exactly, exactly. And uh, a tear jerk. And ER. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he was a uh, it was a heartthrob. Well, yeah, yeah, but George but uh, yeah, ER was a was a creation of Michael Crichton. Uh, Back in the day. Oh, really? And I didn't know yes. that. Uh, he, anyway, my Agent Green. What was his book about? Agent Green, Solvent Green. No. Michael Crichton and Solvent Green. That was the name of the book. You don't know You're about this. Thinking of Soylent Green, which is not Soylent Green. Not yes. Green. Who is it? I don't know. It's not Michael Crichton. <laughs> you don't know, and you don't want to talk about it. Fine. <laughs> Go on with your story. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm all ears. Blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Michael Crichton. Uh, Soylent Green was by Richard Fleischer. And there was a movie Ooh. starring Char Charlton Heston, of course. Anyway. What? Oh, wait. No, I'm way off. That's... But uh, the... Anyway. Yes. Uh, so anyway, my... Popping things off the stack here. Uh, my daughter's really into uh, into this hospital drama, and like to the point where she like is considering a career as a surgeon or something. Right, uh, right. And so she had a delightful time being in, in a real hospital with people wearing scrubs and Crocs and shit. Uh, oh, that's and, and she was like, "Oh, wow! That's like, look, there's a someone in a in a in a lab coat." Uh, Can we take a ride on one of those tables, Dad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, jump on. Uh, so anyway, uh, we got there, and uh, let's see, getting back to my failure, uh, we we got there, and we were sitting there in the waiting room waiting for our number to be called, and I had our sheet of paper that said, you need to be here on the 12th of, of December, Uh and I had had that displayed in our kitchen for like two months because that was when they gave us the appointment. And there in the waiting room, I unfolded it and it said at the bottom, by the way, uh, make sure you don't take any allergy medicine for the previous five days before the appointment. Oh my God! And she had that. and 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 she she hadn't until literally the, the day before because like we'd run oh, out of no. her pills, and she was like, "Daddy, I need more pills," uh, and so I had gone and she she hesitated. She almost didn't take them, but then she did the day before. So we got into the doctor, and the doctor um, it was the first. Literally every doctor I've been to in Spain with my children and for myself, they have all been women. I've never seen a single male doctor, uh, which is great, I guess. Uh, but this was the first one that could, that, could, uh, that could touch type. She could type without looking at the, at the keyboard. Normally the doctors are like boop, 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 with their with their index fingers. This was a woman doctor as well. Yes. Uh, oh, and I thought you were going to say it was a male. No, doctor. no, 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 no. First one ever, but no, no, no. no. She was she was the first one I've, I've ever, ever seen done. with the ability to Who not look at that? the keyboard. That's interesting. Uh, and she asked a bunch of questions. I was one of the best typists in high school. You were. Yeah. Congratulations. Well. It came in handy later when I was writing so much. Indeed, uh, it, and it uh, anyway. It was a uh, like we got to the end. She asked a bunch of questions, and then she was like, "So, have you abstained from med from uh, medication and uh -huh. for the last five days?" And we and we were like, "No, sorry, not really." And she was like, "Well, fuck. Uh, in that case, we can't do the tests that we were going to do." Because if you have medication, we can give we can get false negatives and and shit. So right. we're gonna have to uh, schedule you an, an, another appointment. 
So you need to go across the hall and wait in the little children's waiting room area, and then someone will come and give you a new apartment. So we went across oh, the boy. hall, and we sat there for like 20 minutes, and then I sort of like started to wander out into the hall, uh, wondering if anyone was coming. And I know. And then our doctor came out of her little consultant room, and I was like, "What the fuck? We're still waiting here." And she got she got visibly upset at her nurse that was supposed to have come and talk to us. And the nurse came up to us. Uh, she went to find the nurse, and the nurse came back to us and was like, "Oh, sorry, I totally forgot all about you. Like, I I, I would have let you sit there the entire fucking day." Uh, if you hadn't come and said anything, uh, no, we're gonna send you a, a letter that's gonna that's gonna give you your next. You didn't point. say that. And so it was. Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna write a letter. No, no, no. To complain no. about her. Ah. Like she, she said. She said you can. You should have left already. We are gonna send you a letter. So. Oh Lord. Anyway, uh, that was my You'll most know recent. better talk next up, time. But I have others. That's a big one. That's a forty-minute drive. The thing I did was. All in all, from beginning to end, it went from 2 o'clock until 10 after 3. So all that happened in an hour and 10 minutes, including the walk up the hill, which my back will be paying for. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So I, I recovered from my, uh, my bronchitis, and I'd had it for uh, seven, going on eight weeks. And I was in the final throes of it, and then I caught a cold and uh, was down and out. But now I'm coming back, and now the lingering cough I had at the end of my uh, other ailment now is kind of returned. Uh, Great. But I feel so much better. I couldn't get out of bed, man. I was like, just to eat and go to the bathroom. That was it. Otherwise, I was out. I read that whole book. Uh, that I told you about the uh, book of longings it is really Sumung Kit it is really 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 kind of riveting and uh, and, and realistic and uh, more than Cormac McCarthy oh now then you ask me a question that takes me to the edge and the edge is the beginning and the end at the same time and the canyon is deep and the flowers were blooming and I smelled God in the wind and the wind and the earth shook and I wondered why and I said no not as good as Cormac McCarthy okay good answer <laughs> right. pithy pithy I have another story involving cheese if you'd like to hear that one. Oh, well, I, I can't wait. Is it is it uh, odiferous? Uh, it's uh, somewhat, yes. Uh, so last, and I mentioned this here. I will find the link to the episode where I mentioned this uh, for the show notes. Uh, but... I mentioned that I discovered that near where I live here, and by near, I mean a uh, 50 minute drive, not 15, 50, 50 uh, minute drive away. Uh, there is a husband and wife uh, cheese manufacturing uh, cabin where- Of course there is. Where the of course there is. I mean, in your just amazing little life, that hold on, hold on. It, it just it gets, so happens. It gets more amazing. Uh, in 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 Spain, <clears throat> cheesemaker and his wife. Yes, in the cottage. Yes. So and, the, for and, sure, there that that. Do you wear knickers when you go on these trips? I, Woolen knickers and high socks. Of course. I just wonder. Uh, but this uh, for sure that statement is true. For much nearer by where I am, but this particular place, uh, the wife of the husband and wife uh, team is from a little town called Hickory, North Carolina. Oh, and I know the story. And she uh, met him. 
I don't know exactly how they met. He was in the States for a while. Uh, they lived for a while in Asheville uh, for several years. And, like, they... He knows Morganton, and he knows Fontaflora and that culture. Um, and, uh, and so... I finally made an appointment to go with my family to visit his little uh, establishment and meet them. And last Friday, which was uh, a holiday in Spain, uh, the Immaculate Conception, uh, which... Oh, yeah. Sure it was. Which all Catholics uh, don't understand. And uh, I want to I want to intercede at the end of your story. I want to bring that part of the book I read and tell you how she handled it. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, first, I want to so there, there you are. First, I want to embarrass you about the fact that you don't know what the Immaculate Conception is. Yes, I do. Okay, what is it? It is the idea that uh, Mary was impregnated, but not by a man. But through a miracle uh, enacted by God Himself. Okay. And 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 let, and, let, me, let me stop you there. So why wouldn't I know that I I went to let me stop you there. Catholic school till I was fifteen. Let me, man, let me stop you there. Years old. You're, you you like yeah. all the other Catholics are wrong. Oh. The Immaculate Conception uh, is an idea that was formulated way after the idea of the Virgin Birth of Jesus. That is about the virgin birth of Mary because Mary couldn't have been so filthy as to have been conceived of actual sexual congress uh, the immaculate conception in well put just you mentioning it just makes my imagination wander the, the immaculate conception congress. Uh, is the is the doctrine is the doctrine that Jesus's grandmother was also a virgin it goes that far back. That is the definition of the Immaculate Conception. The the the, the other bit about about Mary being a virgin is a different uh, doctrine, but the Immaculate Conception is about Mary's mother being a virgin. So, huh. anyway, it's a fun thing that I like to point out because everyone gets it wrong. Uh, but you oh, well, can you so you must up. enjoy that. I enjoy that so much. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that was that was last Friday. Uh, and so we went to this little this little cabin, and uh, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a normal day where you could go and have a cheese platter. They had organized this uh, this visit for people to come and have this guide that was this sort of like hippie lady that thinks that like all plants are magical man and like uh, plants are you know what life blah 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 uh, and so she took us out on this walk uh, luckily I th- it really looked like it was going to be raining the whole day but then it was it was okay so we went on this walk on this just on the side of the road uh, and on the side of the road we like she jumped down into the into the ditch on the side of the road and was like, okay, let's look at all these plants here. Uh, this plant, what, what? this plant here, uh, uh, clover, for example. Uh, which you know, everyone try and find an example of a three-leaf clover. And we all did. And she was like, okay, some of these are actually clover, and some of these are. Uh, plants mimicking clover. Uh, false clover, as it's known. Yes, false clover. That should be their episode title. Uh, a, the actual clover... I had an uncle who, that was his name. False clover. Well, maybe he wasn't a good lover. Anyway. Uh, so... <laughs> so, the, the actual clover has like a little a little white V on each of the little... On each of them. Oh, uh, and the false clover doesn't has no V. Yes, uh, but so and the clover you can. She was teaching. That's she was clever. teaching us like this plant you can totally eat and it's totally safe. This plant that looks exactly like this other the same plant that look that looks 
really much like same plant will kill you. And so she was like, "Wow!" She, she was like, "Here are the two plants," and then she like put one of them one of them in her mouth. Uh, uh, she died on the spot. And, well, and so it's, it was. It's, it's clever to look at clover more closer. Indeed, uh, and so, but we ended up looking at um, uh, nettles. Do we have nettle? Yes. Do we have nettles in in the states? Yes, I grow them. In fact, I grow nettles in my garden. Okay. Uh, Little spurry, spiny things that you break them apart and you eat the seeds, and you use the uh, the other part of it, the spiny part of it, to make nettle tea. Okay. Which has curative <clears throat> but, aspects. But they're a thing that if, that if you touch them the wrong way, then then your hand hurts for the rest of the you day. You get you get a oh you get a uh, it's like a, a sting porcupine. Yeah yeah yeah. So uh, our one of our big. Uh, parts of the day was uh, learning how to touch and harvest these nettles and then we took them back and then we made like recipes with them uh, this woman claimed and how does this related to cheese so ex <laughs> good question uh, we had we had uh, cheese that was fermented with with nettles as part of it, ah. but also we just did these sort of recipes like we did uh, some quesadillas and some and some like fried nettles and stuff. And and which part of the nettle did you use? So I was tasked. I was on the team that we had to um, take these nettles and uh, sort of scrape them with a with a paper towel not so much to get rid of the little spiny bits but to make sure that there weren't any bugs or anything on them and then we would put them in the frying pan and we made like some little quesadillas uh, sort of and so you fried them crisp enough that whatever was spiky <clears throat> just became crispy she she told us that uh, when they the, the they don't sting as much in your mouth uh Oh, and well, and also, if you cut them really tight into really small pieces, then you can eat them crude, uh, eat them raw. Uh, but uh, she told us that nettles, and I'm I have not fact checked this at all. Uh, she claimed that nettles have like all the like amino acids and shit that like the human body needs. Like they're like the perfect food if they weren't to fucking. Mm, spiky, spiky. But and weren't there seeds inside? But of them? but but if you cook them, then they lose all of those properties. Uh, huh. Well, I wonder if the spikes you must. Did you fry them crispy? Uh, the one of the so we divided into several groups, and each group made a different recipe. And one of them made like uh, uh, like uh, tempura fried crispy oh, uh -huh. uh, versions of them, but. Uh, it was just really interesting, and then there was like plenty and plenty and plenty of cheese to be uh, to be had, and and did uh, did people in the class then did you eat cheese? We did, we did. Did you have and and what was that like? The the cheese was very very good. Uh, How many different kinds, and did they serve it with any salami or ham? No, there was no meats provided with the cheese. Uh, there were like three different kinds of cheese and wine. Uh, so they, because these are like uh, super hipster people, uh, they had kombucha that they that they served us. Was it uh, alcoholic kombucha or just for, uh, uh, no? Uh, organic it was kombucha. organic kombucha. The one was hibiscus. Right. And nettles, and the other was. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Did you take a sip and say, "All right, enough with the nettles already"? And there was another Hipster. one that was lemon Good and something. Lord. Uh, but uh, then, then we we chose to have lunch there as well. Like, we, it, it, our tour wasn't an official lunch. It was just. Here, let's all eat some stuff. But we were more or less full by the time that was done. But then we sat down to have lunch too, and uh, and we ordered a 
pl- uh, platter of cheese that was. And, and you, what you and your wife went, your better half. My wife and my kids. Oh, all four yes. of you! Yes, wow. they, they, the kids. First of all, my wife was very uh, amused by the whole learning about plants thing. Like that, that's her sort of thing, uh, she, and just doing a different thing on a on a day where we are spending time outside, learning about learning about nature and shit. Uh, that is so cool, man. But the 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 lady that was teaching us about all the plants like she was really interesting and seemed so scientific and then she started wandering into like homeopathy and stuff and it was like okay you don't really understand science uh, so <laughs> it sounds like a blast and so um that's a 50 minute drive and uh, then you came home. When did you get home? Did you there? Uh, did you home by dark? Uh, yes, by dark. One. And you went home and you ate dinner at home. We were pretty full. Uh, don't from the cheese. Yes, and the kombucha. Oh, and also kombucha fill you up in a minute. Yeah. I I uh, because I want to support this this little adventure. Uh, I signed up. Couple weeks ago, as a as a as a member, so I uh, I I paid like a hundred bucks, and I get uh, so I'm gonna get like four like uh, quarterly little boxes of cheese uh, that they that they send out. But it it's such a wow, cute little like, operation. Uh, you'd be like the uh, cheese scene in Succession when. Uh the uh, old lady, their mother, and her new husband, who put on airs that he had cheese in the fridge, and he, the children were hungry, and she said there was lettuce, but don't touch the cheeses. And then they, when she left, they gorged themselves, had a food fight with yeah, the yeah. cheeses. You remember? And then the mother came in and talked to them why they would do that, and it was quite the episode. But it was they got it, it, uh, they got uh, lots of uh, they got nine nominations for uh, Golden Globe. The most ever is eleven. Uh, uh, I'll have to recall what what which one got eleven. That's got to be um, Sopranos or something. Uh, no. Uh. Uh-uh. But at any yeah. rate. It, it, it's it's but, it's, it's quite a few. But well, hold on, hold on, I read on, an article. That, hold on, just to finish my, my cheese story. Uh, oh, I'm it was sorry. super There's it was more. super adorable to hear uh, my wife, who is an expert in milk uh, safety, uh, just quiz these these people on. But do you worry about this streptococcus and this other bacteria and this other thing and and like do you do these tests and does the government require this test and uh and and the guy was just like uh yeah we do that but we don't do that one because we're too little and anyway uh huh, was funny, interesting because she's a and milk- nobody looked at her and said what are you a smart ass oh which let me segue from this into uh whatever i was going to talk about who cares Tommy DeVito. So this dude, man, he was uh, back in uh, high school and uh, college, a uh, small college. He was in New Jersey. He was a quarterback hero. And his he grew up four blocks from MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, uh, where, the, where, the, uh, where the Giants, New York Giants, uh, play. Even though New York team, that the, the, they're housed in, in New Jersey, right, right across the river. And um, they had quarterback problems and ended up drafting this kid who, uh, who is, let's talk about living the dream. He grew up four blocks from there. He always wanted to play for the NFL. He's playing four blocks from his house. And he played so well. And at one clip, they showed his father, his brother, and his agent 
And his agent was dressed all in black, black suit, black tie, black hat, right? And, a, you know, an a, a, a amulet of some kind. And his dad, obviously very Italian. And they were doing this, the Italian sign for, hey, what's up? Well, what you doing? What you doing? That's what his sign is when he does good stuff on the field. He goes like this. Does with his pinching of, and of the fingers show, and describing like, it. Okay, hey, what's 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 uh, and uh, uh, and so everybody in the crowd is doing it, and they're showing his family doing it, and then his father kisses both men on either side of nice. him on the cheek, and all the there's a lot of uh, uh, shit over the. Over the, the fucking internet about this and about Italians how, kissing each other on the cheek. Well, it's funny. It's just a very family oriented. The Giants won, and on his back, you know, and they were not expected to win. They played the Packers, who've got a new quarterback. Blah blah blah. But anyway, whatever, whatever. Tommy DeVito. It's fun to 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 look at it. He's he's like. This is the life, and they beat, they won. It was great. It was a celebration. Here's the Tommy. That's such a great mafia name. Hey, Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Hey, hey Tommy. Hey. hey, where's your dad? I'm Danny DeVito. Remember him? Yeah. Thank you. Where's your receiver, Tommy? He's Tommy. It was fun to it was fun to watch that. Um, so I uh, watched the next. Uh, Episode of the mayor of um, mayor of the mayor of your I'm memory, so, man. <laughs> I'm so because I want to say East Town. Yes, because what you did, you planted that in my head, Mar of East Town, and I got confused with. Mayor of, but it's said in Michigan. But you know the story. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't do your homework at all. No, I have like. You don't have a bit. I have shit to do. Well, you know it's 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 different now that your schedule is normalized because in your other schedule you had more time for that. Because after you got done with work, it was eleven o'clock at night. Everybody in your family was in bed, so you you might watch movie to wind down. Yeah, but, but, well, that was a long time ago, but yes. Uh, yeah, I still have some time. I've been watching some John Oliver. That's kind of, it is what it is. My, um, oh, you want to see something crazy? We have to talk about the, the future, not just the past. The what? The future. The future. The what? Future. The future? Future. Whoa. The, you mean 2025, 2024? 2024. So this is going to be our last episode of this year. Uh, Sadly. Uh, because, once again... Uh, you're going to the Canary Islands. I'm going to the Islands. fucking Canary Islands. Different island. You're such a dick. Different island. You and your, you and your stupid vacations. Yes. Different <laughs> island this year. I, I may go to Nuevo again. Well... Good for you. Uh, we're going to Lanzarote, which is a Lanzarote. different island. Lanzarote. Different island. Yeah. This one is a kind of sun. Well, it's a. In the our previous times, it's been like, boy, this is warm, but it's not like let's all jump in the pool kind of warm. It's not 85 degrees. So it's like 73 degrees. Oh. You want it? How? What do you want it? 85. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to go next. Uh, this time next week, I will be in the air over Portugal or the Atlantic on my way there, and uh, and then uh, the next week later, I'll be on my way back. So. Um, we're gonna miss the next two weeks, and then. Well, we did. Uh, we did uh, meet our milestone of uh, two hundred episodes. This is two hundred one. Is that true? Indeed. That's two hundred and one hours of inanity. Oh, 
some good burping. I'm doing some good burping yeah. tonight, boy. Boy. Those are, you We're know, I tell a you a funny story. I thought about this the other day. I was in this play some 20 years ago. <laughs> and you may know the play, but one of the, I'll remember the name of it, but uh, at one point. Was it Shakespearean uh, the burping? The character I played, the character I played was a big fat man who, who, was in charge of this orphanage and one of these little boys with blonde hair came up to me and and held a bowl in in front of me play. and he said can i have more sir and and i was dressed as a fat man with a fat bodysuit. i wrapped scarves around my head i had a wig mm -hmm. so i actually looked uh, pretty big and I hid my neck so that that would be one place that would give it away, right? And, You're uh, super thin and my neck. response to the child was, uh, more, you want more? You know, and there, there was some music. Fuck off, kid. And, and one of the things that I needed to do was immediately before that scene, when I basically went into the child hall, I was, well, to, to manage it, I was somehow having a conversation or I was in my room or it was a soliloquy to the audience or whatever, but I needed to burp. So these last two burps I gave were very good burps. I cannot, like many men I know, some men I know, I cannot burp at will. No. Some are blessed with that feature. I have, I had, I know a man who could fart at will. That's wild. He swallows air, no. works it through his intestines, no. and then farts at no. will. Yes, he does. It's not. It doesn't. So burping at will. No. With burping at will. Burping at will. I. Uh, however, he does it. He does it. Burping at will <clears throat> is like easy for him. And so, what I tried to do to burp and cue was there was a. I worked into the script that I was drinking. And what was in there was seltzer water. Yes. Right. Good. Which, and I'm drinking great quantities. Every night that we had a show, <laughs> here we go. Every night we had a show, the best I could do for the burp when I tried to burp was go, eh. <laughs> it was ridiculous, embarrassing, hard to hear. Not like those wonderful burps I just gave. God, they were good. We need to record them. Well, here you go. They're recorded. They are recorded. It's like a, it's like a burp heaven. I distinctly remember well, where I was when I learned to burp uh, at will. Uh, it was. You could do it. You can't do it. Burp at will, right? It was. Now. It was during my job at in Denmark. Uh, where I was doing just the most boring crap, but I learned to do the the uh, thing oh. where you there's a there's a there's a muscle that you do in your uh, throat in your throat I guess uh, that, that lets you. Pull that in or something. Well, but I am so jealous. Anyway, if I only had that skill 30 years ago when I was in that play. <laughs> oh, what a dipshit! But I, my, uh, my, the, uh, I just want to share the, you know how everyone has a different, uh, a different cure for the hiccups. Yes. Uh, one that I, the last one that I've heard that I have been respecting, because people are all like, you know, drink water upside down, blah, 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 blah. Uh, if, you, if you know how to drink water in a way where you gulp fast enough to get enough air so that you need to burp, uh -huh. uh, that, uh, doing that and then burping uh, is, according to this theory, uh, and a very cure. So my solution, and I've, and I've tried this. I've work. tried this uh, four times. I, I don't have hiccups that often, uh, thankfully. Uh, but I've tried this like four or five times, and it's worked every time. And it's worked for you. Let me tell you what works for me. 
I count the space of time between a hiccup. And then I count the space and count one or two before the typical count. I hold my breath as long as I can. And when I'm holding my breath, I cannot hiccup. Right. So it passes. As far as I understand, it's a, it's a spasm of the diaphragm is what causes, causes hiccups. And, and yes, holding your breath, uh, I, that, that used to be my, my solution, but I would do that right after I had a hiccup. Right. And then I can't hey, make it. Hey, I told you about my trip to the ER, right? Which one? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> with your with your hand, that was episode no, with two. My heart recently, uh, my heartbeat went up to 160 a minute. Uh, maybe go. God, you you mean you mean if I told you that story, you wouldn't remember it. Well, tell me again. I might. <laughs> no, I was laying in bed and I felt like I was having a chest spasm, a muscle spasm in my chest. Right. And I realized that it was my heart. It was beating twice as fast as normal. I got up, I felt it, and I said, oh, my arm feels a little sore too. I said, this is serious. So I called virtual ER, which, you know. What is that? Took about 10 minutes. And was online with him, did a Google with him, or a telephone call, I should say. And uh, they said, like, you know, this and that and the other. And I said, listen, I got a monitor on my finger. It's 160, and uh, when I told them that my oxygen uh, absorption had gone down from 97, 96, 97 to 92, they said, come on in. And I went in. That's that's scary. And they they, uh, rushed me right through, said a couple of things, showed a card, went in, doctor came in, everybody hooked me up, they took my vitals, they hooked me up to a machine, from the time I walked in the hospital to the time I was in front of a doctor was an incredible 10, 12 minutes. And she said, well, this can't be maintained. Uh, there could be chaos. And I said, you don't want to see me with chaos. <laughs> this what, was this can be maintained? Like our, our level of care? This heartbeat can't be maintained. Okay. Oh, no. This, you can't maintain this heartbeat. And she said, so we're going to try for something called the uh, vagal maneuver. And uh, what it consists of is that these two nurses is a vagal with cream are cheese? going to assist me. That's what it sounded like. Are going to assist me. And we're going to have you blow on a tube as hard as you can to the count of 10. And then between us, since you're laying flat while you're blowing on the tube, we're going to lift your legs and your feet so that they're higher than your head and we'll see if that stops the heartbeat because there are connections in your lungs and your blah and your heart and this and that and I said to her I swear to God I said are there bones and feathers involved in this <laughs> she thought that was funny but and also what said, a smart no, but, yes. but if it if it doesn't work and sometimes it doesn't then we're going to give you some drugs and uh, we'll fix it that way. And you understand? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gave me what essentially was a, uh, the tube from a needle with the needle extracted. You know, it was like almost like a test tube. Blow on this as hard as you can. And she said at one point, as if you're constipated. And she was a little embarrassed That's by funny. that. That's funny. And I looked I, and I said to her, you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say that. That's embarrassing. No, I didn't say that. I said, I got it. So I went ahead and did it. I'm lying on my back, kind of my head's up a little bit because I'm blowing, and counted to 10. Two of these people lifted my feet over my head on the bed. My heart rate cut in half immediately, and I haven't had an issue since. I've gone to a cardiologist, and he said, because you had a, a, a lung issue, and you were recovering from that, and you had such a bad cough, your coughing and your lack of oxygen and your muscles that you were pulling have a direct impact on the heart. And, and, and that plus... Plus your feet. I said... 
So there's some there's some nerve called a vagal nerve, yeah, yeah. vagal nerve or vagal nerve, yeah. that goes from your heart to I think your lung your area, brain, yeah. and that's what yeah, yeah. does the trick. And so I thought I told you this. You would remember it if I told you this. I, I think this I think was, I would, but also I don't remember. Of course, we missed talks. a bunch of we missed a bunch of episodes. Uh, that's that's kind of wild. Uh, Huh. Well, we, I am uh, I am uh, thrilled with the thought of uh, going into the uh, new year in the two hundredth more episodes. Indeed. Of this, of this, as I and as I promised, I've been working on this tune for a while, and it's only fitting that we close out the year. 2024. No pressure. With a song that's sim- that's simply called Richland. Richland. All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> Take it easy. It's not a dance tune. <laughs> you you won't be surprised to learn that it is. <laughs> A dance tune. You're making it sound like a drum, a double drum, and I'm looking for flashing lights. That's that's the wrong vibe. So why don't you just calm the fuck down and react a little bit to what you what you hear. You you do these podcasts standing up. That's a that's, that's too much energy. I don't this it, <laughs> Well, here's to the two oh two three. 2024 and uh, yes. to our good buddy Mike Masterson. God bless everyone from 2023. We fought like tigers every day. Each day's tides changed and stoked the fray. I hated you, but hate me worse. My love for you is such a curse Since you left its lonely misery I hold your picture Tears out the heart of me My love for you is such a curse I hate myself even worse I'm so miserable since you're gone It's almost like you never left I'd have you back if you had me I'll bring the gloves, you bring the repartee We'll fight like hell, then make sweet love it's so worse than now then what will be is such a curse i'll hate myself even worse i'm so miserable since you're gone it's almost like you never left i'll have you back if you'd have me I'll bring the gloves You bring the repartee I'm higher than a doctor's bill I've not paid them and never will The cuts and scrapes and battle marks Are the price I paid for our painful spark So please come back to my bruised arms It won't be good, it's just a step up I promise you this, my true love I'm so miserable since you're gone I'd have you back if you'd have me I'll bring the gloves, you bring the repartee I'm so miserable 
since you're gone it's almost like you never left beautiful beautiful merry christmas happy new year i'm higher than a doctor's bill i, I like that line i've not paid them and never will the cuts and scrapes and battle marks are the price i pay for our painful spark huh. indeed here's to you bro love you man see, Happy, see you uh, next year merry christmas feliz navidad <laughs> Feliz All right, that's it for episode number 201. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 201, where I have put the lyrics that my AI editing tool transcribed from Dennis's singing just now. And that's the end of 2023 for us. It's been a great year. We'd love some support at patreon.com slash happyhour. See you next year.